Please welcome Keith Bundy. Keith is an accessibility community consultant with Site Improve Inc. He is a critical partner for Site Improve customers when it comes to creating successful and sustainable accessibility programs. Today, Keith will be discussing the importance of social media accessibility. He will touch on principles of social media accessibility, practical tips for accessibility in various social media platforms, and more. I am Keith Bundy. I am an accessibility community consultant with Site Improve, a website monitoring company out of Minneapolis. I've been with the company for about six years in the field of accessibility in various capacities for about 25 years. And uh, I'm also a totally blind screen reader user. And I want to talk with you today about accessibility of social media. Let's look at objectives for today. We're going to learn why accessibility of social media is important. And we're going to understand various aspects of social media accessibility and look at how to make multiple social media forums accessible. So those are our objectives for today. So let's talk a little bit about social media. Uh, according to Statista, 45% of the worldwide population uses social media. And when you look at populations in the U.S., that jumps to 70% in the U.S. and 67% of the people in Northern Europe. And that statistic is probably a couple of years old, so it may even be a higher percentage at this point. Uh, 30% of the people in this uh, survey said that they use social media to research and find products to buy online. And I have a quote here that I, I want to read. And this quote says, if you consider the spending power of the disability community, you're talking about a half a trillion dollars. Yeah, you're talking about a half a trillion dollars industry, 490 billion. That's what people with disabilities spend a year in consumption. So why wouldn't you want to be part of the brand that cater to the demog that demographic? Parallel to that, it is well known that people within the disability community are one of the most, if not the most, loyal brand advocates. A lot of companies do not cater to them. So when they find a company catering to their needs, they are very loyal, often becoming brand ambassadors. And that quote was made by Darren Harpus, and he is a website content accessibility guidelines compliance specialist and the founder and CEO of the Zenith Group LLC. And he made that quote. And I've even read where the spending power of people with disabilities and their families put together may be somewhere in the area of $8 trillion instead of that $490 billion. So again, it's a sizable group of people of spending power for people with disabilities and those close to them. And so we wanna make sure that we cater to people's needs, whatever those needs might be. The first thing that's important about accessible social media is to use good alt text. Every image in your social posts should have good alt text describing the image, briefly describing it and showing the purpose that that image is conveying by being a part of that post. Uh, missing alt text isn't just a problem when someone alerts you to it. It's a problem at all times. And if you don't accommodate users who need alt text, you likely won't know that they've missed your point. 
And uh, there was a study done a few years ago by a group called Click Away Pound. And that study found that 71% of disabled customers with access needs will click away from a website that they find difficult to use. And more than 90% of the customers who have trouble either cannot or will not let you know that there's a problem. They won't contact the organization. And so that's something to remember. If you're missing alt text, you may not even know the group of people that you're missing. And so it's very important to have good alt text on social media. Using good alt text is just good practice. Uh, social media is part of every successful marketing campaign. And uh, if you can't put in good alt text, then describe the image in the body of the text. Uh, I have a lot of friends of mine who maybe don't know how to add the alt text to a social media post, but they will describe the picture. And, and that is a good move for people with screen readers. If there can't be good alt text, put in some descriptions uh, in the text of the post itself. That's, that's what I do when I'm posting pictures. 85% of consumers feel that how a brand handles issues on its website or social uh, media posts is a good indicator of its quality of support. And that's according to Live Ops. Twitter says photos average a 35% boost in retweets and videos get a 28% boost in retweets. But disabled users may counter this if they are frustrated and can't access these posts. So it's very important to have good alt text or at least to describe that image in the body of your social media posts. That's very crucial. So how do you write good alt text? Well, first of all, you want to reflect on the purpose of the image. Why is the image in the post? What does the image mean? What is it trying to convey? Secondly, you want to answer the questions, who, what, and where. I always tell people when you're writing good alt text, think about that you're having a conversation with a person over a phone and it's not a FaceTime conversation. This is in the old days, 10 years ago, when you had to have audio conversations only. How would you describe that image to someone you're talking with on the phone? That would help you to write good alt text. Make your words sharp, concise, and informative. Also in writing good alt text, uh, there are five guidelines people should keep in mind when they're writing alt text in order to best translate humor. And uh, this was uh, developed from a 2019 Carnegie Mellon University study. And uh, these researchers identified five guidelines people should keep in mind when writing alt text in order to best translate an image's humor. And the good thing is, this is good for everybody. Uh, it's not just good for humor. It's good for all aspects to keep these guidelines in mind. Number one is explain the character's actions. What's the character doing? What is he or she doing? Number two, explain their emotions. What emotions can you see on their faces? Is it frustration? Is it joy? Is it uh, uh, sadness? What, what emotions are you seeing? Number three, explain facial expressions, frown, a laugh, a smile, whatever that facial expression might be. Number four, tell the source, whether it's like TV or film, uh, talk about the source of that image. And number five, describe anything distinct about the background. So those are some suggestions on writing good alt text. 
Another thing you want to do in your social media posts is use plain language. Best practices for writing in plain language include choosing words that are common and easy to understand. It's said that the average reading level of people in the United States is somewhere between the sixth and eighth grade level. So you want to use plain language in your social media. Uh, so you want those easy to understand words. Avoid run-on sentences. Make those sentences clear and concise and very distinct. Use clear short sentences and paragraphs. Make sure that that language is easy to understand. Write in the active voice instead of the passive voice. That's very important. So instead of saying uh, the crowd was looked upon as being excited, instead of that, say the crowd was excited. The crowd showed signs of excitement. Uh, plain, plain English, plain language. So use that active voice when you can. Uh, he runs into the, into the area instead of uh, he was chased into the area. So you want to use active voice when it's at all possible. When you're writing social media posts, you always want to put your main content first. Always put the main content of the post first. Uh, save your hashtags and things like that later, for later. Uh, if a post includes something like a hashtag or, or something like that, uh, put it more toward the bottom. Have your main contact first. Your hashtags and, and mentions should be at the end of a post. If a post contains a link or an image or a video or an audio, indicate this at the beginning of the link and uh, post a link at the end to that image or that video or that audio. That's very important to keep your main content first and of significant uh, significance to the reader. Uh, that's far easier for screen reader users and people with cognitive disabilities to navigate a post where the main content is first instead of a post where the main content uh, is, is after the hashtags or mentions. So that's uh, something that we need to remember. Let's talk about hashtags for a minute. Uh, on a hashtag, you always want to use camel case for multiple words within a hashtag. And that simply means capitalizing the first letter for each word. Uh, that means screen reader users will read it properly. You may not know what that hashtag means. So it's very important to use camel case so that your hashtags are read clearly and plainly. So uh, again, make sure those hashtags have camel case uh, as you're describing, as you're mentioning them. Now let's talk about specific social media platforms. Let's talk for a couple of minutes about YouTube. You can use automated captions for captioning and transcriptions in YouTube. Now, let me hasten to add that you always, always want to check your work and proofread your work and edit. Uh, automated captions are not perfect. They are not perfect. They are not uh, and, and automated captions are not quote unquote good enough. So you always, you can use them, but check them for accuracy. To edit automated captions, here's what you can do. First of all, you wanna make sure that the captions box is set to on in the playback advanced settings. You wanna make sure that the captions box is set to on. Then you wanna to click to subtitles or closed captions tab. And once you're there, you want to click on the automatic caption bar and click edit. 
and then your transcription will be there and you can alter the transcription on the left and the timings can be altered underneath and then you can save your changes. So that's how you can edit your automated captions and change those and uh, make sure that they are accurate. Uh, YouTube was the first social media outlet to develop automated captions and transcripts, and it was a step in the right direction. Though, as I said earlier, it definitely is not perfect. And so you will want to edit and make sure that your timings are correct and that all of your words are accurate when you're doing the automated captioning and using those automated captions. So that's uh, something you'll want to check out. Also in YouTube, there are plugins that can be used to add audio description. Now, audio description, YouTube is just beginning to make audio description available. And I haven't had a chance to play with this yet, but it is out there. And uh, so audio description is becoming available on YouTube. Now, one thing you can always do on a video that you're creating is do what's called integrated audio description. And integrated audio description is where you describe what's going on in the video itself. So uh, if you're performing an experiment, for example, you could say, I'm, I'm adding this or that to the compound and stirring it and just integrate your audio description so that you don't have to use uh, YouTube to automatically add the audio description. Now, supposedly this is now available in YouTube and it's becoming more and more uh, widely, audio description is becoming more and more widely accepted and you'll see more and more audio descriptions coming to YouTube. There's also another option called you describe and you can go to that by youdescribe.com. And this is a source where people have taken certain YouTube videos and audio described them and posted them to a separate site called youdescribe.com. There aren't a lot of videos out there, but there are some. But audio description is becoming available in YouTube. All right, let's go talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn. When you add a photo to LinkedIn, the add alt text button does appear. And uh, there's a 120 character limit in the alt text field for LinkedIn posts. And if you need more, you can add your alt text to the body of your post as well. So uh, that's totally possible to do. Uh, you can add captions to videos by uploading a caption file, a .srt file. Uh, you can also upload your video to YouTube first and use their captioning feature and then transfer it to LinkedIn. So that's a good way to get captioning on videos that you post to LinkedIn. Again, always make sure that you check those auto captions and edit them for accuracy purposes. But that is a way that you can uh, uh, put a video caption on LinkedIn. If you don't have an SRT file yourself, uh, you can use YouTube's feature and then post it to LinkedIn. Let's talk about Twitter for a couple of minutes. To enable image description functionality in Twitter, and they do have this available now, uh, you need to navigate to settings and privacy and then click accessibility and then click the checkbox next to compose image descriptions. So uh, that's how you can enable image description feature in Twitter. Uh, to add alt text to Twitter, here's what you do. You click add description on your post and then you enter your alt text 
and then you click done. And uh, there is a 420 character limit in the image description field for alt text on Twitter posts. So you can uh, be quite prolific in your descriptions if you desire to be. And uh, that can, you have a lot of room, a lot of characters that you can use for descriptions in Twitter. So that's something to be aware of and to be uh, thinking about as you add pictures to your Twitter posts. Let's now move over and talk about Facebook. Uh, Facebook automatically generates alt text. Uh, and they were the first forum to do this. And again, that's a step in the right direction, though it's altogether not very informative. For example, I have uh, three sons and their families, and uh, it'll often say picture of adults with children uh, with beards. And uh, so then you're wondering, well, do the adults have beards or the children have beards? And of course, you know that it's not the children, but uh, still, it's, it's not very clear. It's better than nothing, but it's not very clear. So we suggest, again, on Facebook that you edit the alt text there. And here's how you can edit alt text in Facebook. Uh, first, you want to click edit the photo. So that's the first step to take to edit the photo. And then you can click the alt text and review the content and then click override generated alt text. And at that point, then you can make any necessary changes and click save. And uh, that's very important. It's, it's much better to have written alt text than to have the auto-generated stuff. Uh, for example, on, on my post with my family, it would be better to have somebody put the alt text in and say, uh, well, there's uh, Joe and his wife, Megan, with their two children. Uh, something along those lines would, would be far better than just having an adult with beard and a child. Uh, again, automated text is better than nothing, but it leaves a lot to be desired, and we really prefer the more specific uh, alt text, the more individualized alt text. And so that's how you can go in and override the auto-generated alt text and put your own in there. And again, if you choose not to go about that, you can put a description of the alt text in the body of the photo of the post as well. And, and that works. But if you can, it's always better to use the alt text if, if possible. So again, it's, it's very important to use your alt text properly in Facebook. You can add captions to videos. Again, you can have your own SRT file format and add those files to the videos. Or you can also, once again, use YouTube's automated captioning feature uh, to create captions for your videos that you're posting to Facebook and then go in and check those videos for accuracy and uh, edit the captions and make sure that they are indeed accurate and uh, proper timing. Uh, those are all things that you can do to add your videos. Uh, to add captions once your video is uploaded, uh, you wanna navigate to your video and click options. And this is if you're adding your own captions. And then you wanna click edit this video. And then under captions and upload SRT files, you wanna click choose file to upload for an SRT file with your captions. And uh, then you wanna click save and those captions will, will be there. And uh, 
they will be very uh, useful for people who need them. And that's if you're creating your own videos. Once again, you can choose to have your videos auto-captioned with YouTube and then uh, go in and edit those captions and use those for your social media posts as well. And those can be very, very uh, useful for people who need the captions. Let's talk now about Instagram. And I've got to be uh, totally honest, Instagram and TikTok are not video uh, formats that I have a lot to do with. I do not have an Instagram account or a TikTok account, but I have done some research into accessibility of these forums. And so we'll, we'll talk about those uh, briefly today as well. Don't use the storage feature on Instagram for business purposes. Don't use the storage feature for business purposes. Um, there's no way to add alt text, no way to add captions or descriptive audio track within the program, within the stories feature. So uh, you don't want to use that feature for Instagram. Instead, you want to just use the post. As you're using Instagram, it does automatically generate alt text. Uh, if you're not using the stories feature, it does automatically generate alt text, just like in Facebook. And again, that's a step in the right direction, uh, but it's not going to be as accurate as your own alt text to a video. So again, you'll want to, in order to add or edit alt text, you'll want to go to the advanced settings, and then you'll want to select write alt text under accessibility. So you'll want to go to advanced and accessibility and then select write alt text. Uh, then you'll want to type your alt text in. You can uh, highlight the uh, auto-generated auto alt text and type right over it. And then you'll want to click save. And that's a good way to add alt text of your own to an Instagram post. Uh, again, that's what you'll want to do on Instagram to add alt text. Uh, the auto-generated, again, as I've said before, it's a good idea, uh, but it just doesn't go far enough. Uh, it's better than nothing, but not good enough. Uh, Instagram does not allow users uh, to add alt text, closed captions, or audio descriptions to videos created within the app. So you can't add audio descriptions or captions to videos created in the app. Um, you can write a detailed caption that describes what is happening in the video and a transcript of what is said if there's dialogue. Uh, and you can put that in your post, but you can't add that to your video in a timely manner. Um, you can use a different app to caption your videos before uploading them to Instagram. So you could use YouTube again and have the automated captions for your videos in the YouTube app, and then post the video with the auto captions. So those are all things that you can do. Post your transcripts and your uh, uh, audio descriptions and your captions uh, to an Instagram video, but you can't add your own captions or audio descriptions through a feature in Instagram. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, again, you'll have to write a detailed caption and a description to describe what is happening in the video and uh, a transcript of what is said. Uh, if there's dialogue, 
or you can have it auto captioned through an app like YouTube and then put on the site. With the adoption of WCAG 2.1 in many countries, there is an increased demand for web developers, designers, and other professionals with knowledge of web accessibility standards and guidelines. With this growth comes the need for an objectively verified level of expertise. The Web Accessibility Specialist Exam will provide individuals and employers with the ability to assess web accessibility competence. Complete the WAS and CPAC exam to earn the special designation of Certified Professional in Web Accessibility. Now let's talk about TikTok. And again, I have not used TikTok myself, but it does have, it has implemented automated captioning. So it does do auto captions. Now, again, you'll want to check those captions for accuracy. You'll want to edit those captions. To edited, edit automated captions in TikTok, you want to go to the editing page, first of all, and then you'll want to click on the captions button. And then you'll want to click the pencil icon and then press play to view your work after you've edited for accuracy and time and then click done to save it. So again, TikTok has that automated captioning feature. Uh, you always wanna check it for accuracy and make edits as appropriate. Uh, so that's something to remember. As we continue to talk about TikTok, you can also add your own captions. Again, you can record or upload your video with captions. Uh, check the box in the lower right corner and click on text button and then drag the text to position near the top of the screen. Uh, and then you can select the text box and click on the timestamps and press play to review and check the accuracy of your work and then click done to save it. Uh, that's how you can add your own captions to your own videos if you choose to go that route in TikTok. TikTok does allow for short descriptions. They can live in the description box or comments. Users may record audio descriptions in the app if you choose to. Again, this would be a case where integrated audio description would be good, where you describe exactly what's going on in the video as you record it. Uh, that would be good. You always want to have your contact information in your social media post. Make the contact information available on your social media account page. Make sure people can contact you with questions or concerns. Uh, it's good to list a primary number and or email address that people can use to get in touch with you. And it's good to provide a link that lists the appropriate contact information on your page. So it's good to have that context information on the, the uh, social media page that you have. And uh, that's something that we strongly recommend for accessible social media. The final thing I wanna just address is accessible blog posts. Of course, blogs are very popular. Uh, you wanna make sure that your blog content is good, scannable content. You wanna make sure that all of your images on your blog posts, have graphics, uh, have alt text. So every image needs an alt text describing what that image is and, and conveying the purpose 
for that link in your blog post. You want to make sure you have proper color contrast in your blog post. And uh, that's very important. You want that color contrast to be uh, for normal text size, 4.5 to 1 against the background. For a large text, which is 18 point regular or 14 point bold or higher, you want that contrast to be 3.5 to 1 against the background. So you want the contrast to be good. You also don't want to just convey information by color alone. Uh, remember that one out of every 12 men is colorblind and one out of every 200 women is colorblind. Now, colorblind is a, a loaded term. It can mean several things. It can mean having difficulty distinguishing between red and green. Uh, it can mean other color problems. It can mean, in rare cases, total color blindness. So you, you don't want to convey any information strictly by color in your blog posts. So that's something important to remember. You also, if you're using audio and video on your blog posts, you want those to be accessible. And that means having captions and having audio descriptions. You don't want a lot of flash on your blog post. Get to the main point, get it taken care of, uh, address the issue you want to address, and go from there. So those are my thoughts regarding accessible social media. And it looks like we're going to have a little more time for questions than I had originally thought. Uh, looks like we're going to have about 20 to 23 minutes for questions. So uh, Malcolm, do we have any questions so far? Yes, there's been a good discussion in chat um, surrounding one question. I've seen some debate about whether open or closed captions are better, which is the best practice, or does it depend on the platform? I prefer, as a screen reader user, I prefer closed captions, and I'll, I'll tell you why. If it's open captions, then the captions start reading when the, when the person is talking, and I'm hearing the captions and the person talking at the same time. And uh, unless there's a way to disable those captions, that kind of drives me crazy. I've got too many voices going off in my head. And uh, so I really prefer closed captions. There's probably on all sides of the issue, you could probably vote for open or closed captions. Um, but I, I personally think closed captions are best myself. There was a little bit of confusion around the mentioning of a link, audio, or video in the beginning of a post. Should it be mentioned, such as you were saying, in quotes, image included or something, and then posting the image last? I think it should say image included and then post the link after the main content, but uh, but indicate that uh, audio or video or image and then post the link following the main content. Is it best to be more prolific in alt text descriptions when platforms allow like Twitter or more concise with image descriptions? You'll have different opinions on that. Uh, most people say more concise. I am a, an oddity in that matter. I prefer more prolific descriptions. Uh, I like good descriptions of the images, and uh, I would prefer you to be more prolific. Uh, but uh, 
again, people who use alt text are all unique. And many of them say, just give me concise, give me exactly the information I need and nothing more. And that's probably what most people would say. Uh, but there are some of us who would prefer the more prolific alt text, the, the more greater detail in the image. What is the best practice to describe a promotional graphic with text? I typically include the text information in the body of the content and then describe the visual aspects of the graphic. For example, colors or imagery used in graphic for the alt text. Is this appropriate or should I repeat the graphic text in the alt text? I think that's appropriate. Uh, and again, you'll run into different people with different viewpoints. Uh, some will say you should repeat the graphical information, but I think what you're doing is very appropriate, that, that the text is definitely available in the body. It's debatable because if the text is in the image itself, uh, there is an argument for putting it in the alt text because uh, some people can browse a page by images with their screen reader. And so if, if they're looking just for the image, they might miss the text. So I guess there's an argument for putting it in the graphic again. Uh, so, uh, but personally, I think what you're doing is fine. Beyond the accessibility needs for individuals with visual and hearing impairments, what accessibility best practices might you suggest for reaching slash meeting the needs of individuals with physical impairments? For instance, one thing I recently read was a person who had a manual dexterity impairment who relied on a single switch having to exert, quote, extra effort, end quote, when navigating LinkedIn because people have taken to the tendency of emphasizing phrases by putting each single word in a part of the phrase spaced out followed by a period on a single line. For example, this period is period awesome period. Yeah, and, and that is a problem for people who use switch controls. Um, I think you know the best practice is make sure that each focusable element in your social media post does have its own tab stop. But again, something like that, where it's uh, something where the period is after every word, again, that, that does create problems for some users. It creates some pain, some, uh, some strain uh, for people that are uh, using switch controls, and maybe even some people who use only keyboard navigation. Uh, sometimes that can be painful with a lot of presses of a tab key. So again, you'll, you'll want to make sure that everything is accessible by the keyboard. You'll want to make sure that each focusable element is its own tab stop, uh, but you also want to avoid things like what you were talking about in your question. Can you ask about decorative images? Why to, why to over-describe them, colors, shape to blind screen readers? Why not making their screen reader just skip it without any alt? Yep. If it's only decorative, you can use null alt text. Uh, always use alt text, though. A null alt tag is alt equals quote, quote. Uh, the reason that you always want to use alt text is this. If you don't have any alt text on the image, the screen reader will actually read the path name or the file name. And so you'll end up with something like IMG slash 
143762.png. And that poses a couple of problems. Number one, it doesn't convey the purpose of the image if there is one. And number two, a little bit of that goes a long way when you're listening as a screen reader user. Uh, I always say it kind of makes me want to pull my hair out when I run into those. Now, if you put alt equals quote, quote on a decorative image, that tells the screen reader, this is an image that we don't even need to know about. And so the screen reader will totally skip it and the blind user will never even know that that image exists. And that's perfectly fine for decorative images. Um, I always say this, if the image has a purpose on the page, if there's information conveyed in that image, um, if there's a purpose behind it, you always want to put good alt text on it. If it's strictly for looks and decorative purposes, you can use the null alt text, but definitely use alt text because uh, we don't want to hear the file names and the path names. Are there any industry social media accessibility guidelines that are similar to WCAG? No, not at this point. Uh, basically, WCAG applies to social media. So those, those are the guidelines. The WCAG guidelines apply to your social media posts, but I'm not aware of any specific industry guidelines that are out there. Is it important to include race or gender in the alt text? I personally don't care. Uh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter to me what race or gender someone is. Other people do want to know. So I guess you, you just trust your gut on that. And, uh, you know, if you, if you know your audience, uh, you can convey that. But I would say as a whole, you know, gender neutrality is, and race neutrality is a good thing. Again, it doesn't matter to me now. There may be times where you want to say, well, this is a, a little boy playing baseball or a little girl doing uh, playing softball or whatever. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with it, uh, but for me, it doesn't matter a whole lot. Can we ignore things like color of the clothes or color of the hair of the people in the image? Yep, you sure can. If it's unless it's uh, specifically that color for a purpose, you can ignore those things. The issue with audio descriptions is that they're integrated in the default soundtrack, which is problematic for people with concentration trouble because it overcomplicates the experience. Do you know any best practices for audio description? No, the only ones that I know of is when they're integrated into the soundtrack. Uh, now on you describe, there is another practice that you can pause the audio and then add the audio description and then return to the audio. Uh, but that will slow down your video in some cases and, and move it uh, forward uh, at a slower pace. Um, whereas if you're integrating it into the audio track and, and using it in the pauses in dialogue, it, it moves right along in your videos, the same length as the actual video. Uh, so I don't know of any best practices. I had actually never thought about that being an issue until you brought it up. So that's a good question. There was another question about, um, the camel case. Um, when social media platforms use hashtags, are they typically case sensitive? For example, is hashtag this a hashtag utilizing camel case different than hashtag this is a hashtag all lowercase? It is different. It is different. And it especially makes a difference in the way screen readers read it. Uh, it does pick up the case sensitivity. 
and uh, the the camel case is read much more clearly uh, than if it's all in the small letters or all in large letters or all in you know with just the first cap- first letter capitalized uh, it's it's much easier much more easily read when it's in camel case do accessibility laws in various countries in parentheses USA or Canada and parentheses take into account these other platforms other than a company's website? They do. Uh, technically, I haven't seen anybody sued because of it, but technically everything you post online, whether it's a website or social media or whatever, does need to be in compliance with the WCAG guidelines. And uh, so they, they take into account all of your online platforms. Do you want to continue the discussion from this podcast? Members can access the Strategic Leader in Accessibility Community of Practice in our Member Connections platform. If you are not a member, please check our website for all IAAP membership benefits or email us at info at accessibilityassociation.org. And we will be happy to talk about membership and help get you engaged.